talking about extraterrestrial humanoids, okay? Take the word extraterrestrial is extra terra, terra, extra territory. Terra is land, extra terra, extraterrestrial is people from other lands. So on the flat earth model, the earth is flat, the center of the earth, the center point of the, of the, of the pond that we live in is the North Pole, is the magnetic North Pole, okay? Um, and so we're here in the United States and we have the center North Pole and you break out a compass, the needle points right to the north. David Weiss is a flat earther and he's out to convince everyone on the globe the earth is flat. He has hosted a weekly podcast for three years called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole and discusses the deception of the masses that has reached global proportions. Tonight we talk about flat earth and aliens. That and more is coming right up on My Alien Life. My Alien Life is recorded live from atop the Northern Rocky Mountains and is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and everywhere fine podcasts are found. My website is at www.myalienlifepodcast.com. There you will find my email address, all previously recorded shows, and more. I am Cameron Brower. This is My Alien Life, and the podcast starts right now. Tonight, we take a look at the elephant inside the room. David Weiss is on the show tonight. We'll be talking about flat earth and nothing else. Well, maybe more, except maybe maybe a little kiteboarding, David. Thank you so much for joining me, and uh, welcome. Hey, thanks, Cameron. And uh, those are my two favorite topics, kite surfing and flat earth. And aliens. You're, we were talking and about aliens. Them, yeah, aliens. So um, let, me, let me ask you this really quick. You weren't always a, a flat earth subscriber, right? Nobody wants to be a flat earther. You don't wake up one day and say, that's it. I want to alienate all my friends and family and be the <laughs> laughing stock of the world. Um, we go, we all came into this the same way, kicking and screaming and refusing to look. Um, but then somehow, some way, somebody got us to take a good hard look. And um, once you see it, you can't go back. So I ask your listeners, uh, instead of tuning out, instead of saying, no way, listen to the show. I'm going to give you guys a challenge. Um, do it, because that's what I did. And uh, you'll see uh, what happens to your life. It, it, it's changing for the better. Well, one thing I'm going to do, I, I listen to a bunch of your shows, um, and I'm not going to take anything away from your listeners. I'm not going to take... Uh, aliens away. I'm not going to take the secret space program away. I'm not going to take away, uh, uh, you know, alien abductions, crop circles, whatever. 
um, I'm just going to give you a better explanation of what they are. Well, this is your forum. So what, what was the aha moment? Where was that moment? And what was that like when you, when you sort of flipped, flipped the other side of the coin? Yeah. So I was doing a podcast called deep inside the rabbit hole and it was uh, looking at all the deceptions, the disclosure, you know, the alien disclosure secret, the 9-11, Sandy Hook, you know, all these different things. And um, Flat Earth kept, got thrown thrown at me and I refused to watch a one minute video. I banned people from our social media for being so stupid as to even suggest that I look into Flat Earth. Um, but after a while, uh, one another researcher um, made a comment that convinced me to look and I said, okay, that's it. Not only I'm going to prove the globe, I'm not going to prove, I'm not going to disprove flat earth. I'm going to prove the globe and that'll disprove flat earth. Uh, two weeks, 18 hours a day, I was looking for proof of the ball and all of the aha gotchas. Of course there's proof. There's a million proofs. Uh, there's none. Five years later, um, haven't found a single one. I only can find flat earth proof. And I'm the host of the Flat Earth Podcast now. Something that if you told me that five years ago, I would have laughed in your face. So what happened? I mean, what was, I mean, obviously you were skeptical of Flat Earth and what? then something huge happened. Oh, of course. Yeah, flat Earth is synonymous with idiot, moron, fool. You know, we all know that the Earth is a spinning globe traveling through space um, because we were told this before we went to kindergarten. Uh, Sesame Street, all of the, the kids shows, all of Disney. Um, when you get to finally get to school, what's a, in the front of your room? A Rockefeller funded globe. Um, you know, every movie, every news show, everything. Globes are everywhere. And um, it, is, it is the foundation of something that people don't even question. So uh, when something happens, you don't even question the globe. You assume the globe and base all your answers. That's like saying, um, if you want a, a simple example, would be if any time I gave you numbers, you multiplied it by seven just for a number. Um, because seven is what you multiply it by. That means everything is going to be based on multiple, multiples of seven. Okay? So we just base everything on the ball when – um, we have zero proof of the ball, zero. And, and people are shaking their heads right now. Of course, there's proof. There's pictures. There's sticks and shadows, boats over the horizon. These are pre-programmed uh, responses that have been ingrained into us before we had the ability to question what we were being told. Um, it, 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 we have been brainwashed into believing that we live on a spinning ball. Here's the funny thing. The people that fight against flat earth the most have two things. One, they don't understand the flat earth model. They have a misconception of the flat earth model because they Googled flat earth. Google brought them to the flat earth society. That is a government run disinformation site to make flat earth look stupid. And then they look at it and go, oh, it's so stupid. I never need to look again. That's a, a gatekeeping site, the Flat Earth Society. No Flat Earther believes anything that's on there. They have a little bit of truth and a bunch of malarkey. Um, so, and the other thing is they don't understand the, the ball model at all. Question for you, Cameron. Do you think the Earth is a globe? Don't be embarrassed. If you do, it's okay. I won't laugh at you. I'm not embarrassed to admit that I believe it's a globe. 
Okay. So I'm going to ask you um, some, just some, and I'm not picking on you because I was you. No, let's do this. How fast is the globe spinning? Incredibly fast. Um, Yes. You don't know. You don't, you don't know. It's spinning at a thousand miles per hour at the equator. That's almost twice the speed of sound. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's faster than the speed of sound. That's crazy. So when you watch the sunset, you believe that you're falling over backwards at a thousand miles per hour. And that's why the sun is going down. That sounds crazy. Not only is it spinning, it's orbiting the sun. You know how fast it's orbiting the sun? Faster. Yeah. See, see, these are things that we don't know. We just, we just believe belief is the enemy of knowing 66,000 miles per hour. Isn't that incredible? Doesn't that, doesn't that just blow you away? Might as well be 600 million bazillion miles per hour because uh, the globe excuse is you don't feel it because it's a constant speed, which is also right. nonsense. Not only is it spinning. Well, there, there's there's, there's more orbit. reasons that we don't feel that other than, I mean, that was one of them that you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. So not only is it spinning at 1,000 miles per hour, orbiting at 66,000 miles per hour, it's chasing the sun because the sun is moving at a half a million miles per hour. So we're spinning, orbiting, and corkscrewing through this infinite universe that's so big that even though we're traveling billions and billions of miles every year, so a year from tonight, we're billions of miles from where we are. Uh, When we look up at the stars a year from tonight, they're in the exact same position that they were tonight and in five years and in 10 years and 20 years ago. The stars are in the exact same position on on the same night of the year. Doesn't that ring some kind of like question mark in your head? What's going on? So if you took, uh, if you took the, the two most extreme stars in your vision, so one to the left, one to the right, maybe let's, let's just say East and West. And, um, they, they, they could possibly be billions and billions of light years away from each other, more like hundreds of thousands of light years away from each other. Um, how, how far up, further apart or closer together would they have to get before we notice that? And, and that would take, that would take years, um, centuries for that yeah, to so even the, happen. Right. Well, this is what we're told to believe, but there's certain things that we don't learn in school. We don't learn about the angular uh, resolution limits of your eyes. And that means as something gets smaller, it gets to the point where it's angular size is invisible to the human eye. Uh, cause it's too small. And that, that, uh, size is 0.02 degrees in arc size. So if a circle is 360 degrees around you and your vision is like almost 180 degrees, you can see to the left and to the right and forward. So you have 180 degrees of vision. If I held a two by four right in front of your eyes, um, it's covering 180 degrees of your, of your view. If I went back a hundred yards, that two by four is going to be like, an, it's going to be like, two degrees of that, you know, it's going to be a small little spot, spot in front of you. So it's now like, you know, maybe five degrees of that arc. And if I went another hundred yards away, it's going to be like one degree. And I went a little bit farther. It's going to get so small that your eye is not going to be able to see it. Maybe let's say a mile or two miles or whatever it is. Um, that, that eight foot wide two by four is going to be too small to see and it'll disappear. So that's the angular resolution limits of your eyes. The other thing they don't teach us is what's called the inverse square law of light. So when, when a light is, let's just say a light is 
a hundred lumens um, a foot from your face, okay? Two feet from your face, it's going to be a quarter of that brightness. So every time you double the distance, it becomes one quarter of the brightness. Or every time you half the distance, it becomes four times brighter. You with me? Gotcha. This is a lot. You know, they don't teach us what to think. They teach us. How, they don't teach us how to think. They teach us what to think. And and people have a hard time with these simple concepts. So. So let's just look at the solar system that we're all told to believe. You know those big yoga gym balls that you can barely get your arms around, you know, maybe you know, three, four feet wide? You bet. You know, the, the, so that's the sun, and next to that, a pebble, that would be the Earth, right? That's pr- approximately the scale correct. that we're taught, correct? So if, um, if, this, if that ball was just like an inch above the pebble, um, yeah, and you're on the pebble looking up at the ball, the sun is going to fill the entire sky from horizon to horizon. Agreed? Like if the sun e- was, Even at 93 uh, million miles away? You know, no, no. Let, let's, let's take the sun. A better, better sure. example. Take the ball and the pebble away. Let's say the sun, and it's, not, it, it, it's only a mile above your head, half a mile, um, the size that it is. It's going to fill the whole sky, right? Correct. It's going to fill the whole sky because it's so big. You with me? I am. If we now take the sun that's just a mile over your head and it's filling the sky horizon to horizon and we move it 93 million miles away, which is where they tell us the sun, it reduces in size from the entire sky horizon to horizon to the size of a dime held at arm's length. You with me? Yes. Okay. So it reduced from the entire sky to the size of a dime in arm's length. What if I doubled that distance? How much smaller would it get? What if I eight times the distance? Would you be able to see it? Most likely not if, if that's... That's an a, that's a honest, good thinking thought. So you know, it went from the entire sky, horizon to horizon, as far as you can see, to the size of a dime held at arm's length at 93 million miles away. If I went eight times farther, of course you can't see it, okay? Light doesn't travel forever, and the angular size would be so small, you couldn't see it. Eight times that distance is one light hour, okay? The closest star is 4.3 light years. These distances are all made up nonsense, okay? It it doesn't make sense. Any sense at all, you couldn't see. Light doesn't travel for years. doesn't travel for billions of miles. We live in a world where all of the luminaries in the stars and the wandering stars, which we now call planets, um, are luminaries within the Earth system. This is a whole new paradigm for you guys to, to come, up, come around. And, and by the way, I was a space-loving, alien-loving, um, you know, secret space program guy, but these things still exist. Let me explain. Um, do you do, do you um, define a difference between aliens and extraterrestrials, or are those synonymous terms for you? You know, I, it, my my thinking has changed quite a bit, and here's the reason why. I've, as a, the more I, I look into this, and the more that I hear from from my people out there, um, there's different ways you can go. Um, I, I have I have people that I've had on the podcast that truly believe that uh, we are our own aliens from the future. Um, I you know every and everything in between you know including that uh, aliens are, are extraterrestrial visitors from other planets, other, other galaxies, other times, other places, other 
other universes, um, parallel universes and everything in between. So I, you know, I have more questions now than ever before, David. Well, that's, that's good, but you got to remember, just think of it. You're multiplying everything times seven. Like example before we have all of these beliefs. We, we, we believe in planets um, because we've seen pictures from them, but the only pictures we have of planets come from two sources and they're kind of the same Disney and NASA. Okay. NASA admits that they don't have any photographs of Earth, okay? We think that there's millions of them. They admit that they're all digital constructs. Um, and there's a reason for that. They're, they're, uh, there's a NASA visualizer named Robert Simmons that talks about how he created the blue marble, and it's literally done in Photoshop. And his quote is, it's done in Photoshop because it has to be. Um, so there's no photos of Earth. Uh, the, and we were talking about, um, God, I had such a great point. I, I'll get back to it, but, um, what about those photos we've been looking at for 40 years? What from the moon? Yes. Yeah. So when I became, when I realized that uh, the earth isn't a spinning ball, I believed, I still believe in NASA. And the only reason was is because I never really looked into it. But there um, is so much fraud with NASA with uh, how their rockets take off, how they go right out over the ocean, and they're, they're out of frame. And uh, they always go over restricted airspace. Here in the United States, they go over the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle, and uh, um, they just crash in the water out there, and we just showed animation. Um, the, and, and the same thing in, uh, in when they're launching on the other side of the world. There's other restricted areas. It's, it's the same thing. The ISS, uh, if you just watch the um, ISS hoax or bubbles in space, you know, they do their training for the International Space Station in an underground pool with a replica of the ISS in this pool. And in that pool are green screens around the, the sides of the pool. I mean, why would they have that? Um, there's, we've caught astronauts on wires. We've caught them fading, you know, uh, objects in, they're using uh, uh, augmented reality to, to flip their microphones around and all the stuff that they float in the air. It, it I didn't want to, um, that was a hard one for me because I, I grew up with the moon missions and everything. And to find out that it's all utter total fraud when you look into it is um, kind of devastating. You asked, you, you mentioned something about the, the International Space Station. I actually had a question about that. And my question is, you know, on Earth, you can actually see the International Space Station. You can see yeah. the rough shape of it as it goes over. But even with even with um, 50 power binoculars, you can see it fairly well. And you can make out some detail there. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever seen it yourself with binoculars? I have. Okay. So you saw the you saw the shape of it or you saw the light go by just on schedule you like could, it did? Because I've seen the light go by from yeah. horizon to horizon. Because you can, you yeah. know, they, there's a website that you can that it basically tells you when you're going to be able to look at it. So I have looked at it so, with binoculars and you could see it with the naked eye, you know, that, oh yeah, you, that distinct it's shape. Brighter than any star. It's oh brighter yeah, it's than huge. Star. It's amazing. So, so, okay. So let's talk about that. The yeah. International Space Station is roughly the size of a 747, slightly bigger, but it's about the same size. Significant. Um, yeah. It, that's a big, that's a big item. So if you ever stand underneath a 747, uh, if you've been on them, they're big. But when you stand underneath one, you realize how big those planes are. 747 is a, is a big plane. 
So you take a 747, and uh, we're going to do the same thing we did with the sun and the earth a minute ago, and you bring it up to cruising altitude. It now reduces to the size of a pencil eraser held at arm's length, and its color is quite dim because of the distance and the light reflecting off of it. If you doubled the height of a 747, do you think you could see it? And the answer is, of course not. Um, the space station is 50 times higher than that, Five zero times higher. The angular size is impossible for your eye to resolve at double the height of a 747, but it's 50 times higher. And then the light reflecting off of it is brighter than the brightest star in the sky. But when they film the outside of the space station, it's just regular lighting. It's not lit like that. Um, we've also done experiments where we've taken mirrors and we're all reflecting the sunlight. You can't reflect it uh, without it flashing. It's just flashing, flashing, flashing. Because when you reflect something, especially the farther you are, that reflection is moving all over the place. So it would be flashing on and off constantly from every angle. Um, but it's not. It's not a reflective surface. It's, it's, you know, it's this dull, curved surface um, that would not light up like that. Even if you were a mile away from it, it wouldn't be that bright. It would be dim. It would be like looking at a at a car on a sunny day at best. But we're so what? What thing. are these things that we see in space um, from from Earth? Um, satellites. Yeah good, yeah, good question. Well, we're going to talk about satellites too. Um, and and uh, don't forget, we're going to get into aliens. This is important. Um, the only thing that we can truthfully say about anything in the sky is that it's a light that it's a luminary. That's all that we can truly say. We can't say how far the sun is, how big it is, because we don't know. You try to find out who figured out that the sun is 93 miles away. You can't find an answer. And the answer is that um, the way they figured it out is when, when Venus transited the sun, they did some triangulation uh, to, you know, when somebody watching it from the East Coast and from the West Coast and the transit times. Um, but they did that with the presup position of the Earth's radius, okay, which nobody knows. So they did that with their time seven thing, which is, you know, an assumption. Um, so with an assumed radius and everything, you can come up with these distances. They thought the sun was three, mile, three million miles away. Then they thought it was 20 million miles away. Now it's 93 million miles away, but nobody knows because you can't tell um, the size unless you have, you know, something to base it on and an assumption of a radius um, doesn't work. It negates the entire thing. So what are, what are the lights? Well, the, the wandering stars, which we call planets, uh, they used to be called wandering stars by all the ancient civilizations and they travel in their own pattern. The, the, the Zodiac stars, you know, all of the other stars are fixed in the ceiling above us and they rotate around um, once a day. So the, you, what you are said, they? you said fixed in the ceiling above us. Yes. So, so there's that the word flatter, ceiling. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Yeah. So, so again, we're, we're going all over the place. I know, and, but uh, there's a lot to take in, but no, no, please ask the question. So on the flat earth, um, we're, what we have, the earth is a high pressure system. We have, we have gas, we have, we have gas pressure, air. Um, in the first law of thermodynamics says that you can't have high pressure next to low pressure without a physical barrier. You can't do it. You can't 
Um, you can't do an experiment. There's nothing. If I had a high pressure can and I poked a hole in it, it all of the air is going to equalize right into the room. So we have this vacuum of space, which is a the Tor 10 vacuum, which we can't even create on Earth. Um, and it's next to our high pressure atmosphere, but it doesn't suck the air off. How is that possible? And the only answer that you can come up with is, oh, gravity. Gravity's holding the air down and then the air gets less dense less dense and less dense until we hit the vacuum. That's, that's nonsense. Um, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. And the one way to quickly disprove that, disprove that is get a straw and uh, create a weak vacuum of your lungs by it, you know, sucking on that straw. And you could suck water and air up and away from the earth with, with ease. Okay? But meanwhile, gravity can hold the air down Spin it with the earth, hold cruise ships and oceans on the bottom of the earth, upside down on the side of the earth. Um, that makes absolutely no sense. Down is down. The earth is the basement of the, the way I look at it is the, the best way I can describe it is the earth is the basement of the universe. All of the luminaries above us are fixed in what we call the firmament, a domed ceiling above us. And they are within that firmament, and that's what's spinning around. Star trails prove that the dome is spinning and not the Earth. Every test um, that, that science has done over the last you know, couple hundred years um, to prove Earth's, uh, Earth's axial rotation or curvature has failed and proved the opposite. But they don't teach us that stuff in school. There's, you know, Aries failure. There's Mickelson and Morley tests. There's, there's all of these tests, and all of them failed. Hmm. Interesting. You, you, you hang up it. Yeah, it, 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 interesting. A lot to take in. So um, I know I'm bouncing all over the place because there's so okay. much to learn. Here, here's yeah. the problem. Um, if I told you... Um, you know, hey, I went to three years of medical school and I dropped out because allopathic medicine, I realized, was such nonsense and I wanted to find a more holistic way. And then I kept tell going on. You could go, oh, cool. Now you have a new belief um, that I went to three years of medical school and saw that, uh, you know, I didn't trust that, um, conventional Western medicine. Um, and that's a belief. And now your whole day, you can go do whatever you want. You go take a nap, watch a movie. Um, doesn't matter because you have a belief or you could say, all right, where does this guy live? Where did he go to school? You could spend a week researching and find out I never went to medical school. Um, because, because belief is easy. Truth, knowledge, the knowing takes time and effort. And, and we live in a world where I call it, we have the Twitter mentality. You know, it has to be, uh, you know, what is it? 140 characters. And that's it. You know, they, people just want immediate answers. They don't want to put the effort in to learn about where we live and break the programming takes relentless work and you have to keep looking and keep learning. So I'm bringing stuff out there. I don't want people to believe me. I want people to realize there's another question out there and to do the research. Here's the problem though. YouTube is hiding this information. They're deleting flat earth channels. They're hiding content. Like if you can, there's a video called a stranger's guide to flat earth 21 questions by ODD reality. It answers the top 21 questions that every ball uh, believer has. But if you search that exact name and channel name, it doesn't show up until like 10 pages in. And the, what shows up before it is all of the propaganda videos. They are hiding all of the good, uh, all of the real information. And that's got to tell you something right there.
But um, we have. What's, a, I have what's a, what's the incentive? What's the reason? I mean, why is YouTube involved? Well, YouTube is part of uh, you know part of the control system. They uh, you know they're they're so big now that you know they're the largest media advertising. You know they're they're just huge. They're bigger than all the television networks. More people watch YouTube than anything else, and all of the other networks combined. I think YouTube's got like five hundred hours of video being uploaded every second or something like that. It, it's insane. And, and, uh, the, the amount of hours watched on YouTube daily is, is ridiculous by, uh, by everybody. But so the, what, what's going to come and I'd like to answer it towards the end of the show is why the lie, why all this effort for the lie? Why, you know, it doesn't make sense. If the earth is flat, it's flat. So what? I still have to get up and go to work. And, uh, that's, that's what we're going to get into at the end. All right. So listen, let, let's get back to, to aliens and, um, oh, so wait, you were asking about what, what are they? What was the space station? Um, right. the space station just appeared in the 19, was it the 1980s? I forget the year, or maybe it was after 2000, whatever. It just appeared and, uh, it's a orbiting luminary that's on a much faster track than the, than the wandering stars. Um, it, it's on a very fast track. What is it? I don't know. And nobody knows, but it's not, there's not people on it. Um, the only time that you can see the actual space station is when it transits the sun or the moon. You don't see it approaching the sun. You don't see it exiting the sun or the moon, you, but you can, you, there's an app that shows you, Hey, if you're in this area at this time, it's going to transit the sun and you can get a picture of it. And we've done it. We've gotten pictures of it. And it is a little H-shaped, you know, thing that goes by. Um, but that's just a parlor trick. They're just they're just flying some sort of aircraft up there and telling us where it's going to be because because if you track this thing, it all of a sudden the track will just stop and then it doesn't continue. And we're like, okay, they they what what? Why did it just stop? It makes no sense. Um, if you look at if you if you take the track of the space station or um, the, the path, you know, if you look at the path of an eclipse, uh, there are all these curved lines all over the earth, but if you put it on a flat earth map, it makes the perfect circle around the center. So it's, when you also, we, people have, have, have amazing systems that they're able to view our atmosphere with, or, or not our atmosphere, but basically our solar system that we call it, that we assume that there's a solar system out there with planets and, we can see other spherical celestial bodies out there. They're round. And you're saying two that answers. what two, no, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish your sentence and then I'll answer. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff up there, David, we have satellites, we have comets, we have um, asteroids, we have, we have um, things that come out of orbit and, and strike the earth, whether it be um, they were put up there by humans or whether they were up yeah. there, since the beginning of time. So, um, so there's so a lot of stuff up there. Yeah. Well, that, that's, these are, these are belief systems that you have and it's okay. I was there too. Well, I've seen the um, stuff, man. Well, but you, what you're <laughs> there's seeing stuff is up there, man. Hang on. Okay. There is stuff up there. There's lights up there. Again, we don't know how far, or how big they are. Um, all the evidence shows that they're very, very close. Uh, but first, the moon to me sure looks like a sphere. Now I don't think it is, but it sure looks like one. Um, 
but you, when you're trying to figure out if the floor in your house is flat, you don't look up at the lights in the ceiling and say, what shape are those lights? I need to know what shape my floor is. Um, you, you know, there's the, 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 the stars in the sky, our optics, our consumer grade optics have outgrown their lives. There's a camera called the Nikon P1000 or the P900, which was the model before. It has a super zoom on it, and we can now zoom in on stars and on planets, and they're not spheres. They're, they're pulsing orbs of light. Um, my YouTube channel, for those of you that, uh, that want to follow some of this, is D-I-T-R-H. It's just the initials for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, D-I-T-R-H. And I have a lot of playlists on there, and one of the playlists is called Stars. And if you go there and watch my stars playlist, you will see that the Disney, you know, pictures of, of, of planets that they've shown us um, are paintings. Uh, did you see the most recent picture of Pluto when the, I forget which spacecraft, the Cassini spacecraft or whatever, yeah, supposedly went by it. Um, it's got a outline of the dog Pluto on it. Okay. It does. Pluto from Disney. Did you know that Pluto was discovered the same year that Pluto the dog was created on Disney? I did not know that. This, this is this is stuff that once you start looking at it, it's right in front of our eyes. They put it right in front of our eyes. Who's they? Um, they th- these are the powers that be, the people that are, are running the world. We'll get into that at the end because it, it's a good answer. And I asked the same question because what happens is when you're learning about the construct of our world, every time you think you got a got me question and it gets shot down, you finally throw up your hands and go, yeah, but why? Why the lie? We're going to get into that. I promise you. All right. So we talked about luminaries. We don't know what they are. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, you can not know something. You can have no, you can have no evidence on something, but still be right. That's, that's possible. But you can't rule out that there's another possibility if you don't have any physical evidence. Like people are being abducted and people go, well, they're being abducted by aliens. Some of those, some of those abductions could be done by our, our government. Would you agree with that? Could be. No, but explain, Wait, please. So look, we'll, get into, we'll get into abductions for a second. There's uh, so many stories of people having interactions with uh, aliens or extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call them. And some of those stories are amazing stories, and those people are believable people. You ever hear, you, you know the Chris Bledsoe story? Do you know his story? Sure, you bet. Yeah, Chris, Chris Bledsoe, spoken to many times. Um, I truly believe him. I have no proof that his story is real, but how he tells it, how many times he's told it, everything about it, um, it sure rings true with me. But again, I don't have proof of it. Um, but we immediately default to the time seven, which is, oh, he had a, he met an alien. Therefore they came from outer space. And the truth is, um, extraterrestrial. So, so I asked you about aliens and extraterrestrials. Some people say aliens are demons. Extraterrestrials are people from out of space. I'm, I'm leave the whole, we're going to leave the whole demon thing aside. Right, because demons, whether they're real or not, we're not talking about them. We're talking about extraterrestrial humanoids. Okay, take the word extraterrestrial is extra terra, terra, extra territory. Terra is land. Extra terra, extraterrestrial is people from other land. So on the flat Earth model, the Earth is flat, 
the center of the earth, the center point of the, of the, of the pond that we live in is the North pole is the magnetic North pole. Okay. Um, and so we're here in the United States and we have the center North pole and you break out a compass, the needle points right to the North. Now, if I want to go West on this flat pond that has different continents, you know, w- throughout it with the center being the magnetic North, I look at my compass and I start going West. But as I start moving straight, my compass needle is starting to point backwards towards the North Pole. So I have to kind of correct to the right. I have to keep correcting to the right. So I'm kind of making, a, I'm exactly making a circle, keeping myself equidistant from the North Pole. And I keep doing that and I'll come right back around to where I started from while heading West the entire time. I can do that East and I have to constantly correct to the left, going all the way around and I come right back to where I was. That's called circumnavigation. Now, people say, well, you don't have to correct um, uh, on, a, on the Earth, and that proves that it's a globe. Well, that's false because it's the same thing on a globe. Um, even on a globe, you have to correct to the north when you're, um, when you're going east or west to maintain your distance from the center. Right? Otherwise, you would go right over the equator and down to the south and circumnavigate uh, uh, south and that has never happened. Billions of people have circumnavigated east and west. Zero people have ever flown over Antarctica and come up the other side of the ball. It's never happened. There's a couple fake stories, um, but when you look into the details, they're, they're ridiculous. The world record for circumnavigation, they went from the North Pole, you know, up north, down to America, Central America. They went down to Antarctica. They went, you know, um, I forget how many miles inwards, and then they turned around, did a hairpin turn and came back and went up and back, and they called that circumnavigation. That's not circumnavigation. That is just going out to the edge and coming back. So Antarctica is the shoreline that surrounds our ocean. It's not a continent at the bottom of a ball. It's the shoreline. So uh, a smaller analogy is you got a big lake in Kansas. Uh, you know, 10 miles wide, whatever, a circular lake, okay? And the center of that lake is the North Pole. You've got a whole bunch of islands. You're on your little boat. You can sail around clockwise. You can sail around counterclockwise. If you go, oh, and that's east and west, if you go away from the center in any direction, that is south. South is any direction away from the center. And you can keep going south, and when you get to the edge, you're not going to fall off like, the Flat Earth Society says you get to the edge of the lake and now you have the shore. You can't fall off a lake. You could step onto that shore and start walking and discover what's out there, but we can't. Nobody is allowed to independently explore Antarctica. And people will say, well, there's thousands of people that go there, tens of thousands every year. Um, that's that's over-exaggerated. There are people, I actually have a friend that's on their, on their, on their way to Antarctica right now. And, um, you get a, it's like $10,000, $20,000 for like three days in Antarctica. You get to go to the shore. They show you some penguins. If you're lucky, they'll bring you 10 miles in, in, you know, farther out, you know, people say inland, but I say outwards and they show you a pole in the ground. They tell you it's the South pole, but it's just a pole, the ceremonial pole. Um, and that's it. That's all you'll see. You're just looking at the shoreline. You, if you kept going south, you would, you would n- never come back. 
Antarctica is the highest land on Earth all the way around, right? So you get to Antarctica. Um, the first thing you're going to hit is the ice wall. It, you know, it's not the Game of Thrones wall. It's the shoreline of Antarctica. It's 200-foot-high cliff of ice. So you get on the top of that, and then now you have an ice barren plain that goes for, I forget it, 200, 300, 500 miles, whatever it is. And then it hits a mountain range that's like three miles high all the way around. Okay? That's, that's it. We live in the basin of that area. All the water, the oceans are all one ocean um, with the continents in it. That is how that flat earth works. And then the sun and the moon or are close and local. They're not giant burning balls or rocks and gases. They're literally um, energetic projections into our system. Again, how it all works, we can we don't know the answer, but that doesn't we do know that we're not on a spinning ball flying through infinite space, orbiting, spinning, and corkscrewing through an infinite okay you did now let me ask you this you you just mentioned infinite space is there such a thing as infinite space yeah so the the what we believe is that um that space is liquid space is water and uh, we are in a bubble we are in a domed world where the waters are separated uh, waters above are separated from the waters below um, if you look at all of NASA, you know, Kennedy speech, all of it's done in Mariner's terms. You know, we're, we're, I forget the whole thing, but go listen to his speech about space. It's all about, you know, it's all nautical terms. It's all about water. I don't believe anyone's going up there. So outer space. Now, on the flat Earth map, outer space would be anywhere uh, out to the outer edges to not, I don't use the word edge, away from the center. So south is every direction away from the center. Those are the outer spaces. And perhaps, um, you know, Mars is another sun in going around the outer space. There's some models, the flat earth model, where there's different rings around, um, around the world that we live in, where there's other worlds out there. There's extraterrestrials out there. They found a map from a Japanese map, um, from, I forget how old it was. It was pretty old. And it had like 30 or 40 other continents outside of the Antarctic ring. Other oceans out there with other continents. These are where extraterrestrials could come from. It makes a lot more sense than them traveling billions of billions of miles through an infinite vacuum with, you know, to get here and then crash or... Is it possible that the extraterrestrials are a day flight away on a conventional aircraft? Okay. There's swaths of oceans that are uncharted um, on our world that, that, no, that no one's allowed to go in. GPS steers you away from there. Like if you're flying somewhere, you need GPS to guide you, to bring you somewhere. Unless you're just on a compass and head south. If you head east or west, you're going to end up right back where you started from. Okay, no matter where you take off from, but if you head south, uh, you're gonna you're gonna go to where you don't know. Um, the 60th parallel, which is the ring, which is the latitude line, which is um, I don't know, three, four, five hundred miles from the shore from the coast of Antarctica, um, 
you are nobody is allowed to go past that without a permit and it's in, like impossible to get a permit no one's allowed to bring fuel past that point so even if they did let you go past it where are you going you got to get to Antarctica, which is dark and cold and desolate. There's no food. There's no gas. There's nothing. So even if they let you go, where are you going? How are you going to get far enough? And if you get far enough, how are you going to get back? Yeah, it's how are you going to Antarctica, get back? Yeah. So here's another thing. You know that all of the biggest telescopes, besides being owned by the Vatican, by the way. And, hold on, uh, hold and, on. Uh, <laughs> the Vatican owns telescopes? Oh, my God. You don't know this? No. That, owns, explain, please. Yeah, they own the largest telescopes in the world. The biggest one is called Lucifer. Okay? It's like the light emitting. That makes that that does make sense. Yeah. So, But they own all of the big telescopes. And you know where they are? They're not pointing up. They're all pointing south. They're all in Antarctica and South America. Um, they're all looking outwards because that's where everything is. Nothing can go up. I think the highest we maybe can go is, um, you know, we, we've, some amateurs had sent up some uh, rockets and uh, at 73 miles, it hit something. It sounded like, kind of like it hit a liquid um, and it stopped immediately. And then it kind of floated for a little bit before it came back down. But we don't think that anyone can get up higher than 73 miles. Satellites. You brought up satellites. You bet. Um, you know who the biggest uh, consumer of helium in the world is? I don't. NASA. I was going to say NASA. Yeah. From now the on, biggest... I'm going to answer every question you throw at me. <laughs> uh, just say NASA. Um, <laughs> exactly. So the, they, they put up thousands and thousands of um satellites on balloons all the time that they can steer these things. They can make them go up and down and hit different wind currents and they can stay up there for years. And they, they, they put these things up all the time and they don't talk about it. They don't want people to know about it. So it, it's literally a hidden, um, a hidden thing that, that should ring, uh, that should make you, make you think. The, they have so many different programs. Some of them, um, they're called like the GPS, cell tower triangulations, um, satellites that are done with balloons, uh, high altitude airships, which is called the HAA. Then there's the, the HAP, which is the high altitude platforms, the LAV, the lighter than air vehicles, uh, the HALO, H-A-L-O, which is the high altitude long operation. There's uh Small balloon systems, the SBS, the NBS, the nano balloon system. It goes on and on. There's, there's, there's dozens and dozens of these things, and there's tens of thousands of them up in the sky. Now, again, when we get to angular size and stuff, if you look at these things going up, these balloons are the size of football fields, okay? The size of a football field. And when you see one going up, when it gets to, you know, 10,000 feet, you know, that's nothing. It's just on its way up. Um, the balloon is a tiny dot and you can't even see the satellite. Okay. So maybe these lights that we're seeing are these balloons that are moving left and right and circling and, and going, you know, at, at different speeds. Think about this. The earth is the, the ball earth is spinning at a thousand miles per hour. Well, that's at the surface. So if you're 10,000 feet up, you know, you're 
a column of air from the equator going 10,000 feet up, the top of that column of air has to be going faster because that circumference is a bigger circumference. You with me? I'm with you. Okay. So you would think that the air is a liquid. It's a fluid. So as the earth is spinning, that higher air either has to gain speed just to keep up with the ground or it's going to fade back. And so you think, okay, the atmosphere is spinning with the earth magically somehow and it probably would fade back a little bit. But that's not what happens. The upper level atmosphere at like 45,000 feet is outrunning the speed of the earth by two to 300 miles per hour. Outrunning. Think about that. The earth is spinning to the east and the, the upper level winds are going east faster than the earth. Okay. That's because the earth isn't moving and these the the world the the firmament is spinning above us and uh you know there's perfectly calm days where the air isn't moving at all and then a summer breeze comes and it goes left and it goes right and it goes up and it goes down and all of this happens and you can see see this happening but we believe that gravity is holding that air down and trillions of pounds of ocean and cruise ships upside down in Australia okay this is brainwashing nonsense. It's taking our common sense and turning it into nonsense through a lifelong indoctrination. Um, The secret space program, I like to call it the secret propulsion program. The only true forces in this earth are electricity and magnetism, okay? And we can defy magnetism with magnetism. We have maglev trains. Right? We don't have anti-gravitic trains. We have maglev trains. Okay, We have um, electromagnetic uh, propulsion systems. We've all seen evidence of this. You can you even do it yourself. You can electrify tinfoil and it will float and all these different things. Um, this is a, tr- a thing that they work, but it's not for space. It's for getting around here. You know, They, they want to control uh, how we have how we travel, you know, Tesla powered the world fair with wireless electricity. And then, uh, JP Morgan's like, well, how are we going to bill people for it? And they shut Tesla down when he said you couldn't, uh, cornered the market on copper wire. And they have us, you know, paying for this fuel hoax, this whole thing that's going on, fossil fuels, nonsense, nuclear power is actually clean energy. When they're pulling the energy out of the earth for free. Okay. This is all, Technology that if we had free energy, we we wouldn't um, be able to be controlled by the government. We could say, hey, we have a let's we're in a free energy airplane. Let's go explore Antarctica and find out what's there. Find out is there a dome? Can I get farther out? There's there's all sorts of things. Um, it's about controlling us. It's about so the, here 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 we go with the why. I know I'm talking a lot, but feel free to jump in. Well, somebody would, somebody, obviously with somebody, if there's control, um, somebody's benefiting from the control and, um, it definitely isn't me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not me either. So let's say you're, um, these, these Royal bloodlines, these families that are, you know, that we know of and the ones that we don't know of they're they're they own the world and, uh, they, 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 I think it was a Rockefeller that said it says, I don't want an educated uh, um, population. I want good worker slaves. I forget who said it exactly, but it's a famous quote. 
um, by by some of the elite. And that is exactly what they do in the school system. They don't teach us about vortex mathematics. They don't teach us about sacred geometry. They teach us slave mathematics. They teach us how to become good worker slaves and um, and to just work the system for them. So if you believe that you're an insignificant speck in an insignificant universe where you know nothing existed, it exploded, became everything, then lightning struck upon and created an amoeba that somehow had DNA that morphed into a frog, it turned into a fish that grew legs, climbed out of the water, found another fish that grew legs, you know, had a baby, it turned into a monkey, and the monkey had a deformed baby that ends up being a human. I sped it up a little bit. Um, you are insignificant. You are nothing. You are a random uh, chance of 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 uh, just just. It, it, I can't. I don't even have the words for it because mutations don't create uh, better things. They they it gets less. It, it, you know, entropy takes over. Um, but you know, the human body is a is, is a created thing, right? So if you believe you're insignificant, if you believe that you're a random chance in an insignificant universe where an asteroid can come and take us out at any moment, where a nuclear bomb can blow us up at any moment, you're living in fear, you're giving away your power, and the controllers of the world can control you because you're going to ask them to take care of you. When the fact is that's the scam. They don't want you to know that we are these great, powerful beings that can create things with our thoughts and our minds. Um, we, they don't want us to know that we have the power of manifestation. Um, you know, you look at anything, anything, and you just look around where you are right now. Every single thing you see was a thought before somebody brought it into, into manifestation. Your thoughts create your reality and that's what they don't want you to know. Um, they want you to believe that you're stuck on a prison planet. Uh, that there's nothing else. Maybe there's aliens out there, which you can never get to. Um, they want you to think that you're nothing and they want to control you. That's that's the why. For some reason, David, and I can't even explain this, and this is what's on my mind lately, is I have all these listeners from Germany and they're amazing people. And I'm, I'm glad we got them tonight and um, they're going to be listening to us and, and um providing some feedback later on and, and uh, hopefully we can get together again, but I want to hear about aliens. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just before I forget about this, this is a lot to take in. If you're hearing it for the first time, you can just tune it out and you can pretend it doesn't exist, but I have a challenge for your listeners. I created an app because the YouTube is hiding all the information. Um, I created an app. It's called the flat earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. If you go on your Android phone or your uh, or your Apple smartphone and just go to the App Store and type in Flat Earth Clock, it'll come up. But the, the full name is Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Um, it's the number one hit when you, when you put in those tunes. Um, get the app, and it, it'll show you how the Flat Earth works. It shows you how seasons work. It shows you how the stars work. It shows you how the sun laps the moon every 28 days, how the stars lap the sun every 365 days. It shows you how the sun migrates inwards towards the Tropic of Cancer and outwards towards the Tropic of Capricorn, creating the seasons. 
It shows you all of the stuff. But another great thing it does, um, it, it it shows you every day I get I serve you a new video. There's a featured video of the day where you just click on the corner of the app. The video will pop up and it feeds you a video, one video a day, short ones during the week, longer ones on the weekend. That the challenge is get the app, watch the video every day for two weeks, and I guarantee you will know that you don't live on a spinning ball within two weeks. Also, it has that sounds like button. that sounds like a indoctrination or uh No, that what it is is <laughs> with, I'm showing with your app. You. Your your app is very cool. I did check that out. It's cool. What I'm what I'm showing people job though, on is the app. it and and listen, people say, "Oh, where'd you get your information? YouTube? YouTube is not an information source. It's a hosting site where there's everything. It's like the world. There's nonsense and there's there's good sense. You have to use your God-given senses to see what's going on." We can see too far. If the earth is a ball of, at a certain distance, something of a certain height will be hidden behind the hump. But we're seeing things that should be thousands of feet, miles below the hump. But with today's optics, we can get through the haze of the atmosphere and we can see them. They're right there. They're not. There's no curvature, no curvature, no ball. And all of this stuff is on there. Uh, there's also a button on there called the, freq- the FAQ button. You hit it top 21 questions, playlist of, of information that'll answer that question fully. So here's what happens. I get people say, uh, I got your app. I took the challenge. First, I thought you were an idiot, but for somehow I decided to get this app because I wanted to see, and I didn't feel like waiting. So I hit the archive button. I watched everything in two days. Oh my God, the earth is flat. Now what do I do? And that is the beginning of your new life. Okay. But let me just go back to aliens and extraterrestrials. You bet. Uh, extraterrestrials, they're, they're most likely real. They're here on the Earth plane, and they're most likely human. They're probably, you probably come across somebody from another world on this plane every single day of your life. Probably. Um, I don't know, right? Because there's so much evidence that this is happening. But they, they're coming back and forth on a regular basis. Why did, you know, why are all of the, the heads of state going to Antarctica on, uh, all, all the time? There's something going on there. Uh, again, there's so much hidden from us. But What heads know, of state the, are going to Antarctica? I can't recall one. Oh, the, well, first, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of important people, big, the Hollywood people, Buzz Aldrin was there. John Kerry went on election day. He went to Antarctica last year. Uh, not last year, last election. Um, there, there's, there's all, you know, and these are just the ones that we know about. There, there's a whole bunch. I, I forget who they are exactly, but the, the queen was there. Um, they're all, you know, Hitler was fascinated with Antarctica. We don't know. We don't know what's going on down there, but well, you, know, you just said you just said these are the ones that we know about. The ones yeah. that we don't know about aren't a very strong argument, in my opinion. But I I, I understand no, what you're I, saying. No, I'm just saying I'm just saying the ones that we know about. You know, so we know about. Um, well, it implies I, again, I, that there's many more, but who knows? I mean, I you know I, again, I don't no I don't know a single person personally that it's been to Antarctica, so that may mean well, something that's because yeah that that that's interesting but 
but they also train us to think that, you know, Antarctica is cold. Why would you want to go there? It's so expensive. You know, there's like 15 different companies that have tourism to Antarctica, but we looked into all these companies. We tried to call, we were trying to like book some trips and they don't answer their phones. They don't return emails. The emails don't work. And then we looked into it. All 15 companies are run by the same person. So there's really only one company that controls all of the people that go to Antarctica. Isn't that I'm, I'm telling you right now, nobody's going to keep me. Now that I know that, I'm going. Yeah. Oh, you're going. But I'm going to give it a shot. $15,000 yeah, to go for three days, and you're going to get you're going to see penguins and some snow, and you're going to get to take a piece of ice off a glacier, and uh, and they're going to send you on your way. You know the the if the Earth was a spinning ball, um, six months apart we would see completely different stars. If you think about it, hold your, your, your fist in front, of your, in front of you. That's the sun. Off to the left is the earth, okay? Right? So you got your fist right in front of your face, and off to the left you got the earth, right? And you're on the, the far side of the earth looking away from the sun. That's midnight on whatever day of the year it is, okay? Midnight is on the far side of the earth looking away from the sun. Six months later, you're on the other side of the sun, and midnight is looking away from the sun, 180 degrees in the opposite direction that you were six months ago, but we can see the same stars. That makes no sense. That's like looking at one side of your room, turning around, looking at the other side of your room, and seeing the same thing. We don't orbit the sun. This is proof right there. Okay. And people say, well, some of the stars are different. And yeah, that's because the, it's daylight longer in the summer and you can't see some of the stars because the sun is still, is still up. And there's a reason for that. Uh, the app will show you how the light works. Um, there are, there, there's, there's countless proofs for the flat earth and we can show them. We've done experiments. We've done laser experiments. We, we, you know, we can look at, you know, um, uh, the things that I was talking about before, the, uh, the angular resolution limits of your eyes, the uh, inverse square law of light, um, things that we can see, gas pressure next to, no, next to a vacuum, can't create it. You know, how come no astronaut has ever been put into a vacuum chamber here on Earth? They did it once and the guy almost died before they turned it into a total vacuum. You ever take a, um, uh, a water bottle on an airplane that's not, you know um, – and, and as you go up in altitude, the bottle expands because the air yes, expands in it. Okay. So if you put that bottle into a vacuum, it would explode most likely. Right. How come the astronauts, when they go out of the space station, they don't explode? They're in a soft suit. It looks like a snowboarding suit. It's ridiculous. Okay. They would explode. All right. But they, they don't. Look at the moon lander. Get a high-res picture of the moon lander. It's made of tinfoil, paper mache, curtain rods, duct tape. Okay? It's, it's, it's an absolute joke if you actually look. The problem is people don't look. They just believe because we're told things by people in, you know, of authority. Um, the whole space thing is a religion. Okay? The The – you know, the seasons prove that we're not on a spinning ball, okay? People say, well, you're, we're tilted away during our winter, and we're tilted towards where the sun is more direct during our summer. Well, in the heliocentric model, we're, we're 3 million miles closer to the sun in our winter. 
but at noon in the winter, when the sun is like 50 degrees up in the sky, I could stare at the sun and not feel the heat on my face. I could barely feel the heat on my face in the winter when I have like a, a 50 degree angle to the sun. But in June, when the sun just appears on the horizon in the morning, I could feel the sun blasting on my face when it's at the most severe angle that it could possibly be at, which is, you know, they tell us causes the seasons. I can feel that heat a hundred times stronger than I can at a much more direct angle in the winter when the sun is actually closer on the heliocentric model. Makes no sense. If the earth, if the angle of the sun mattered for seasons, then it would be winter every single sunrise all year long. I'm it thinking would be super freezing cold. I'm thinking about um, the shape of the earth and um, its position in space. And if it, if it is indeed in a liquid, is it just suspended in this liquid floating stationary out there? And one of the things that comes to mind is, you know, the great pressures of our ocean and what, what's that, what that is like, you know, say only two miles down or, or, or four miles down. Those pressures are huge. So how could any sort of vessel floating out in our space, which is, which is basically a liquid, which would be subjected to those same pressures. How would that survive? How would it remain intact? We're talking about the waters above or the waters below? Doesn't matter if it's suspended. So it would be, it it would be like a, like a, a, a a model of earth in the ocean, um, just floating stationary. Let me talk about that. Okay. Very, very easy. Very easy. So the earth plane itself, uh, testable, is negatively charged. It, it, the earth has a negative charge. This is a fact. This negative charge has a very weak attraction force. Okay? Um, you ever see those ionizers that can ionize the air and the dust falls out of the air because it's giving the dust a positive charge and the dust falls out because the earth has a negative charge and it attracts the dust down and you can vacuum it up. Okay? So the Earth's negative charge establishes the down. It's a very weak force. It establishes which direction is down. And then buoyancy and density sort everything else out. If, if you drop a pencil, it's because the pencil is more dense than the air around it. If you let go of a helium balloon, it's going to go up because the helium balloon, the helium inside the balloon along with the balloon is less dense than the air around it. And it's just buoyancy and density that sort everything out. Um, the, 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 did that answer that question? Well, to me, what I'm, what I'm picturing is, is this, um, this, this disc out in, in space, which is surrounded by water, which not a disc, not a disc in space. Well, and we're, we're protected by some sort of some shielding above us, whether it be, who knows what it's made of because we don't know. Right. Right. So let's, let's talk about this. The, so as I said earlier, the Earth is the basement of the universe. We don't know what's below the Earth. We're all shown the ball Earth. So they show us the cross section. They show us the mantle and these layers and the liquid molten core, everything. Do you know that the deepest hole ever dug is called the Great Borehole? It's in Russia, and it's, it's like only miles. it's just short. It's like just short of eight miles. So we'll we'll call it eight miles, yep. whatever. And they use all sorts of equipment to uh, figure out what they were digging into. And uh, they, every time they predicted what was coming next, they were wrong. They, they said, all right, there's no more water down here. They hit water. 
you know, there, there's no more rock. They hit rock. Um, the, so the equipment that they used just to get down eight miles was wrong every step of the way. It was wrong. And then at eight miles, they hit an impenetrable barrier. And somehow we know what's go all the way, what's below that, all the way to the center of the earth. That's utter nonsense. That's a story uh, with a track history of failures in the first eight miles. So the rest of the 7,000 miles to the center or whatever it is, um, is, is just pure nonsense in, in saying that we know what it is. So that's, that's what we know is that there's an impenetrable barrier below us. And guess what? When we shoot rockets up, they hit something above us. Look up Project Fishbowl or Project Dominic. In the 1950s, they were shooting bombs up into the sky when they discovered that there's something up there. And they tried to blow a hole in it, and they couldn't. Okay? So there's an impenetrable barrier above us, and there's an impenetrable barrier below us. That's interesting. Uh, what else do we know? We don't really know anything else about it. Um, the Encyclopedia Americana in the 1950s, somebody found a copy of it, and it's talking about Antarctica, and in it, it says, um, at this latitude, there's a domed ceiling at 13,000 feet. In, the, in, the, in this, uh, in this uh, encyclopedia, encyclopedia has been removed. You can't find it anymore, but there's videos showing uh, a copy that was found that, that had it in there. Um, there's, there's, there's so many stories about that, but the fact that we can't go there um, is, is how they control us. What's, what about the water in outer space we, uh, that surrounds us? I mean, obviously, it's not frozen. It's liquid. Um, in order to, to keep it from not being frozen, it would require some sort of energy, some sort of uh, heat source. Why isn't that water frozen around us? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe at a certain point it is frozen. You know, we, we've sent balloons up and, uh, they're, they, it went to, they, they've gotten stuff where, oh no, the rocket that went up, um, it went, it went to almost absolute zero. So we don't know, you know, at absolute zero helium turns into a liquid. Okay. So I, again, we're just learning. We're, we're, we're here on this earth plane. Nobody's been to space. The only people that have been to space is NASA and the other associated, you know, vector uh, symbolized uh, fake space agencies. Did you watch the 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 landing of the um, the failed landing of the Indian uh, moon lander recently? Yeah, that was it, interesting. It, um, I just saw I just saw that they um, they found that they found the debris. Right? Did Correct. you Look at the picture. Did you look? I at the did. Picture? I I saw the before and after picture. Yeah, there, it's a picture with blue and green dots on it. I mean, I could have done that not even in Photoshop in like four minutes. Uh, I, um, I got to say that my imagination had to work pretty hard to yeah, to tell myself so, that that was a, a crashed. Um, <laughs> right, right. And and we, we have photos of, right, the, the, the photos of the moon, of them faking the moon landing. Come on, man. You, you have to look into it. There's a site called Alice. Uh, Alis, A-L-I-S or A-L-L-I-S dot com. It has all of the moon, uh, the moon landing stuff on it. You could spend, you could spend months there. Um, it's not even a question anymore. This is the problem. People are emotionally attached to the fact that we could walk on another ball. We, we sent these, uh, these astronauts there. It's nonsense. The moon here, here's, here's, here's what, um, again, 
anything in the sky, or it's just a luminary, we can't say anything else about it. But if you look at the moon, it's supposedly 238,000 miles away. The next time we have a full moon, go outside, and hopefully there's some scattered clouds in the sky. It's good when there's a bunch of uh, puffy clouds around. And you'll look, the moon lights up just the clouds that are underneath it, and all of the other clouds are dark. It's best to do it where you're away from the city, like if you're on the water, it would be great. Someplace where there's no, not a lot of light, and you can't see any of the other clouds except the ones that are right underneath the moon. That's impossible with a 238,000-mile-away light source, okay? That would light up all of the clouds, but it's only lighting up the ones. So what is that telling us? The moon that we see is right above the clouds, okay? And it's in a unique position for the person viewing it. And we've done experiments showing you how two people can be looking at the same thing and see it in a different position because it's an apparent position. And it's the same thing with the sun. I, I believe, and I can't prove it, but I can do an experiment to show you how it works, that the sun and the moon are, are above the firmament or within the firmament, and the sun and the moon that we see are projected into our atmosphere, into what, our reality. What do you consider the firmament? Explain that. I'm not, I'm not really clear on what, what you're actually considering the firmament. What is it made of? I don't know what it's made of. But, it's a barrier that, that, that separates us from the waters above. It separates okay. us. It, it, it keeps our air you know, pressurized. It's the pressurized system that we're in. So think about this. You know, you, you ever wonder how you, you, you've ever been in a huge rainstorm, huge storm, a hurricane, the amount of water that comes out is, re, is crazy. And you wonder, how did all that water float in those clouds? Okay. It, it, it makes no sense how that much water can come out of these clouds. I've flown Actually, that through, makes, you know, through, I think to me, that makes perfect sense. What, what, what doesn't it, why doesn't that make sense? Well, you've flown through clouds. I mean, you're, you're, it, it, they're moist. They're, you're not flying through solid water. But, you know, you get, you know, a, a hurricane where you're getting rivers of water coming out of the, out of the sky. Um, I believe that low-pressure systems allow the waters from above to come in. So you have a hurricane that's spinning around, creating a super-low-pressure system. Water comes in from above and gets dispersed, and you have these rivers of water being sucked out of from above, okay? That, you know, you can get drizzle from cold air hitting a moisture cloud and you get drizzle, but these torrential rain where they're coming with low pressure are allowing the waters from above to come in. So uh, water from above, you mean it comes, water actually is permeating that firmament and dropping on us? It sure appears to be. You know, maybe the firmament is a uh, uh, an energetic barrier. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I'm not up there. You know, maybe it's just so it's absolute zero up there and the helium and, the, you know, what, whatever it is, we don't know. But we're, we're, we're slowly figuring it out. I mean, there's, and there's no, and there's you, moving objects within the firmament. And what I, the, the luminaries okay. move. Because what I was thinking, I, yeah, and I, I was lost a little bit there. I was thinking that that they were somehow above the clouds, but below the firmament. So I got you. Yeah. So the, I mean, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of experiments. It's difficult to do on an audio podcast, but again, get the app, the app, you know, get the app, 
and just watch one video a day, just for a couple of weeks, one video a day. When you're having your breakfast, put down your phone, you know, just click that video. Normally there's two minute video, five minute video during the week, sometimes a little longer. Just watch it. And, uh, and, uh, and if you have more time, let it play to the next video because um, I serve a whole playlist of videos up so YouTube can't come in and recommend. Like if you watch a, a moon landing hoax video, the next movie, the next video that YouTube is going to serve you is a national Nat Geo, you know, moon landing uh, video. That's going to try to convince you otherwise, you know, if you Google flat earth, one of the top hits is this Nat Geo piece where we did this uh, laser test um, across the Salton Sea. And the Nat Geo was there and they took a, a boat and they had um, a big, like, it looked like a big flag, but it was a board with red and white stripes on it. And uh, they had the boat sail away, you know, row, it was, it was a, a motorboat, and they had it go away and they're filming from like a foot above the water. And as it went away, um, they said, oh, look, the bottom couple stripes are missing due to Earth's curvature, right? Did you did you happen to see that piece? No, but I saw the movie Behind the right. Curve, and they, they were kind of trying to demonstrate that using a laser. I think they actually I, – I forget if that was in Behind the Curve or not. But um, so, so Nat Geo was there. They, they said, oh, look, the bottom three stripes are missing, and that's because it's, beyond, it's, it's going behind Earth's curvature. But if you look beyond the boat, you can still see more water, all right? So they, so how is that possible? If there's curvature, there should be no more water. But there's water way beyond the boat. And uh, it, the, the reason that you don't see it is because of the waves, and it, it's, a whole, it, it, it's a whole thing. We can make things disappear from the bottom up. All you have to do is go to the Home Depot, it has a place, a Walmart, whatever, that has a big, long, uh, flat, super flat floor. Get three bricks stack them up on top of each other and put them on one end and then take your phone, put the camera down as close to the floor as you can and then slide it away. And what will happen is as you go away, the bottom brick will disappear and then the second brick will disappear. Uh, it'll disappear from the bottom up and that's without any curvature. That's without any atmosphere. Is that, is that just a Home Depot phenomenon or would that occur it at Lowe's as well? At Home Depot. <laughs> it, it, it works at Lowe's. It works at Lowe's too. I'm a Lowe's um, shopper. That's because of the uh, it's just the angular limit of, of seeing things disappear from the bottom up. Hey, one one other thing, people yeah. um, you can do a bunch of other things, but one other pre-programmed response is Aristophanes mm -hmm. figured out 500 years ago with sticks and shadows. You know that one shadow, one one stick had no shadow, and the other stick had a shadow, and that's because it's on a ball. You know, you know the old story, right? Correct. But right. Um, but on a flat Earth. If you have two sticks sticking straight up and you put a light over one of them, that one is going to have no shadow and the light is going to kind of make the other one cast a shadow because it's right. not directly over it. That's exactly how it works here. And here's the funny thing. Aristophanes 500 years ago did it. No one can reproduce it today. And um, did you know that Aristophanes did not show up? In, he's the guy that figured out mathematically – that the earth is a sphere and how big it was. Okay. And he was supposedly like within like 2% or whatever. Um, and so he's got to be the most famous mathematician in the world. Um, but there was other famous mathematicians that came out of the same village that he did like a hundred years later that wrote many books and none of them ever mentioned Aristophanes. As a matter of fact, Aristophanes did not show up in any books anywhere 
until the mid-1980s, where he was inserted into history as proof of the ball. And I don't remember him appearing in any books prior to 1980s as well, so I I agree with that right now. Um, Yeah. You, did you see the movie? Yeah. So behind the curve, I was right. actually, uh, I was probably, I had a couple cameos in it. What, what two things that happened. One, uh, we'll just go to the one at the very end with uh, Jaron from the Jaronism channel. Yes. Where he was doing a laser trick, uh, a laser experiment on a canal. And he was going to send the laser through a hole in a board, through another hole in the board, through another, right. through another target. And um, he's trying to do it and it's dark and it's not working. And he's like, ah, that's weird, right? That's weird. And so that could suggest curvature because it's not working or it could suggest that something's wrong. And then he tells the guy to take the light and hold the light up in the air. And he holds the light high up in the air and he goes, oh, I can see it now. And he's like, huh, that's interesting. And they cut the movie right there. So that makes you think like, oh, look, there is this curve. And you can only see it when he held it up over the curve, right? But then... Two seconds later, he lowered the light and they could see it again. That would suggest the earth is flat. But everybody there, there was a whole bunch of people there, ballers and flat earthers, um, walked away and said, this proved nothing. This it was a failed experiment. And what happened was, is along that, that three miles, um, there was some branches blocking the laser. There was stuff that they didn't I thought determine. that I thought that whole experiment was a little bit sloppy. I mean, it could have been done a lot better and... and- you know, I realize that, you know, when you're out there trying to prove this, obviously it's expensive and, yeah, so, um, you know, there's gotta so be a way to, to, to demonstrate that in here's with a happened. modest income and they, they didn't do that. Well, well, here's what happened. It is a lot more difficult to do. You know, you got to get there, logistics, weather, you know, and, uh, and Google maps doesn't kind of line it. You get there and it's different and there's, there's growth, you know, trees all sorts of stuff. And then you can't just say, well, just move the trees, move the branches. Well, that's, that branch is two miles away. You got to go two miles. You got to move the branch. You got to go back, you know, and then the laser melted and all sorts of stuff happened. Um, it's, it's more difficult to do these things than people realize. But um, when Jaron was doing it, he, uh, the film crew said, Hey, we want to film it. And he's like, Oh, that's great. You guys could film it and give me the, the tape. And they're like, yeah. So he goes, wow. So that's, took a big load of work and expense off of his back. So after he did it, experiment failed, uh, they said, uh, we're not going to give you any of the video because they didn't want that video getting out there showing that the movie was a hit piece. Um, And that's why I got on Netflix because it was an anti-flat earth hit piece done by a bunch of liars. What about the uh, the gyroscope? The, the, yeah, I'll, I'll answer that one in a second. There's a movie coming out this uh, this ne- this next summer called Behind What Curve, and they're totally exposing uh, this vi- movie for what it is and showing you real flat Earth proof. the The ring laser gyroscope, right? Uh, they did it, and it showed a 15 degree um, turn, which you would think, wow, that's kind of what the Earth should be doing if it's rotating. Um, but if you ever seen a ring laser uh, gyro, it's a very complicated machine. People don't even understand how it works. And the people that were using it didn't even understand that it had a program in it said uh, to rotate 15 degrees for Earth's curvature every hour. So they turned that off and it didn't rotate. Okay. It had a well, program I didn't, I didn't that hear that. Said, but Yeah, of course. They didn't put that in the movie. 
because they didn't want to. It was a hit piece. Well, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think that that um, movie was. I mean, I, I think it. It was a good, good depiction of of um, it, it of was, the community. Uh, I thought that it was, uh, it was done tastefully. I didn't think it was was. Um, I didn't think it was negative. I didn't think it showed. Um, show honest, any I, kind of negative light upon the whole Earth, uh, flat Earther movement. I, I I actually will tend to agree with you a little bit. Um, it wasn't that accurate, but it was a movie. It was a fun story. Sure. They tried that to make good. this love story. Um, they they got a lot of lot of stuff wrong, but okay, artistic, creative. But when artistic um, choice or whatever. Uh, but when they got to the the comment from Bob on the ring laser gyro and experiment by Jaron, that was intentionally deceptive and uh, was just wrong. So they're going to get theirs this coming summer. Um, but uh, I actually think before the summer, um, this is going to get a lot bigger than it is. We just finished a conference. Uh, there, there was like 15 conferences this year. The Globe Lie Euro Tour, 50 different countries is just ending this week. Um, there, there's going to be over 20 conferences next year. Uh, it, it, this is not going away because people, once they see flat earth, um, they can't leave it. There's nothing to go back to. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Unfortunately, listen, people say, you just want to feel special. You just want to feel different. You just want to think you're smarter. No, I don't want any of this. I just want the truth and, uh, the truth will set you free. I mean, once you realize that, uh, you know, all of it's a lie, um, it starts opening up other things and you start realizing that you don't have to let them control you. You can take your life back. You can become more. But if you think that you are spinning, flying through space, you're not grounded. You're, you're lost in space and uh, you have no control over your life. And we're, we're very sure that we don't know who they are. And, and I mean, you, you, you explained who they could possibly be, but it just seems like there's this, this, um, this huge effort, you know, and and so much money is being spent to prove that the earth is round and what is it really getting us? Well, it's keeping them in control. It's, it's, you know, they, they have, they're controlling all of us. Like if we knew that there was other continents out there where we can go live in peace by ourselves away from government, there would be a mass exodus from the United States alone, let alone all these other countries. They're keeping us in a pen and they're not telling us that we're in a pen. Okay. There's, there's more out there. We are more than they're allowing us to know. We don't have to listen to them. Okay. And when you say, when I say them, it's because I don't know all their names. I just saw a presentation. I think it was by Mark Devlin where he's talking, you know, you've heard of the Council of Foreign Relations. Well, there's another council, which is even more secretive than them. But he listed all of the names on it. These are all of the people that are making the the shots, that are calling the shots, that are running the world, that are putting all of this information out there and disinformation. Um, They're out there. I I just personally don't know their names. You say you're a Lowe's shopper. Who's the CEO of Lowe's that's making all the decisions, that's controlling the company? You have no idea, right? But you still go there. Um, he exists. You don't have to know his name, but he exists. These people that run the world exist. And, you know, you made a good point. Um, I have to go there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any other choice to get lumber. 
I'm screwed. I'm screwed one way or the other. I have to go there. So, um, so what's, what's, what's your hope? I mean, where do you want, where do you want us to be in, in 10 years from now or a hundred years from now? And, um, what does, or one year and what does your message mean? My, my message is to help people wake up from the slumber. People are sleeping. And here's the problem. When you're in a, when you're sleeping, you don't like the person that wakes you up. Well, guess what? I'm one of the people that's waking you up. And today is your red pill moment. So you have two choices. You can walk away from this and say, it's crazy. I don't want to look at it. What difference does it make? You can make a hundred excuses and continue to live your life the way you are, or you can seriously, seriously look at it, be willing to admit that you've been fooled your entire life and restart everything out. And let me tell you something on the other side, once you see what's going on, it is so much of a better place. Um, I encourage people go to my channel, DITRH and watch the Owen Benjamin playlist. This guy woke up in real time on live streams. I woke him up. Okay. He thought flat earth was stupid. Uh, he was talking about the moon landing. He saw that the moon landing was fake and we all jumped in his chat and uh, we woke him up um, and I got on and I did an interview with him and uh, now he's all about it. He sees it. His, he, he blossomed. His, he looks better. He sounds better. He's happier. Life gets better when you know who you are, where you are and what you are and what's a bunch of bullshit. Okay. So right. You, Most people have no idea who they are. They have no idea where they are. They have no idea what they are, and they believe a bunch of nonsense, okay? You have to reverse all of those. And when you do, it's so much better. So much better. Your website, um, tell everybody where where you can find your website online. You can get uh, the, the, the website is theflatearthpodcast.com. You could also, you know, if you're a commuter, you know, listen to audio. You're, you guys, people that listen to this are listening to an audio podcast. We do theflatearthpodcast.com. You get lots of content there. Um, the, or just on SoundCloud or um, any podcast player, iTunes, The Flat Earth Podcast. Um, you can also listen to another podcast called Dome Life with a, a guy named Paul on the plane. Awesome. A lot more technical stuff. He really takes apart NASA like nobody else. Um, and, uh, all the links are there, but I just recommend people get the app. It's $2 and 99 cents. It actually cost me a huge number to make. There's still monthly fees on it. It's, it costs a fortune. It's the best $3 you ever bought. It's a you cool can buy app. a beer for $3. Yeah. 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 I think um, it's, you know, I looked at it. It's very cool. It will wake you up. The flat nice earth, job. sun, moon, and zodiac clock app. It it will. You, I guarantee if you get it, take my challenge. You'll be sending me an email, info at the flat um, telling me how you thought I was an idiot. You bought the app, and holy, oh, oh my God! I actually, I actually have the, the I actually have the round app on my phone, and it's the camera. Round app. How, how is it? <laughs> it's just the camera. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You get that? So uh, yeah. <laughs> I had heard now confirm this if, if it's true after that, after the movie came out behind the curve that um, a few people in, in the community, in the uh, flat earth community kind of went underground and we haven't been hearing much from them. Is that true? Uh, this, uh, this, there's um, 
one of the one of the um, people that did a show called Flat Earth and Other Hot Potatoes, a woman by the name of Patricia Steer, um, right. was interviewing people, bringing people, making connections. She, she was awesome. Um, but then you have these globe trolls and some of the, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say that they're paid government agents. They're just people that are fighting and just were horrible, nasty uh, stuff. And she was just being attacked again and again and again. I wasn't because of the movie. She just finally gave up and said uh, she just didn't want any part of being abused on a daily basis. Um, she's still a flat earther. She's just not publicly doing shows. She gets it. She's, uh, she's, she's, she's good. So yeah, and, know, no, and I had looked into her a little bit and that's, that's kind of who I was talking about. And you know, that, that's sad that that happens. And, and it's sad because no, it's horrible. Um, they were, they're saying that she was a man. They're saying that, you know, she killed her mother, that she's not who she said she is. I mean, people just say anything. They say that stuff um, about me too. Yeah. <laughs> which, it's, which none of it's true. Well, some of it's true, but, um, yeah, right. I, and I think that's unfortunate so, that that happens, and and um, I'm sure she will see her or see or hear more from her again. But I think that's one of the things that's real prevalent in if you're a, if you're a voice on the internet or on YouTube or wherever, people um, take great pride into trying to um, destroy people's in- integrity. Basically, nobody likes having their ball taken away. Nobody likes having their ball taken. away. Or being woken up. I'm doing two things. I'm waking you up and I'm taking your ball away. And, you know, it's easy to lie to somebody. It's easy to fool someone. It's harder to convince them they've been fooled. So I'm taking your ball away. I'm waking you up. And I'm telling you, your whole life is a lie. You're not who you think you are. You're not where you think you are. You're not what you think you are. Wake up and face the reality. And once people put down their egos and do that, life-changing isn't the right word. It's amazing. It changes people for the better. Um, everything changes, right? And people say, well, I still have to get up and go to work. You know what? After you wake up to flat earth, maybe that'll change. Maybe you'll realize where you are and maybe you'll find your life calling and you'll do something that you enjoy doing rather than just go to a slave job, come home, drink beer, watch TV, watch sports and go back again. That's um, right. That's right. Damn it. Tomorrow I'm, I'm not getting up. I'm staying home. I'm not going to work and I'm going to drink beer watch all day. And watch flat earth videos. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, do that. Your website is the flat earth and you can find David Weiss there and David Weiss's app. And uh, it's called uh, David's flat earth, sun, moon and Zodiac clock app. David, just leave us with one more thought before we end this tonight, because it's been very interesting. And I thank you very much for that. Yeah. The (laughs) one more thought is um, we're not spinning. We're not flying through space. We're here. You know, here's something you do for those of you that meditate and for those of you that don't meditate uh, over the weekend, when you have a few minutes, go outside. If it's not freezing cold, you can do it inside if it is. Sit down, close your eyes, and imagine yourself on a spinning ball, spinning faster than the speed of sound, orbiting at 66,000 miles an hour, chasing the sun through a random universe at a half a million miles an hour, and see how crappy you feel. And then clear your head, walk around a little bit, and then do it again, and imagine yourself on a flat stationary plane where the luminaries above you are circling and beautiful, and everything is at peace and 
uh, buoyancy, intensity, sort everything out, and down is the same direction for every person on Earth, you're going to feel more connected. And that's the start. That'll just get you going. Then take the time, watch the videos, think for yourself, do the experiments, buy a P900 camera, and, uh, and see that you can see too far. See that stars and planets aren't balls. They're pulsing orbs of energy. Um, you'll see it all, and your life will change. Your life will definitely change. David Weiss, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me, and uh, good luck, everybody. My Alien Life You can find my website at www.myalienlifepodcast.com and please subscribe to my latest downloads at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and at podbean.com. And please follow me and like me on Facebook and Twitter. My Alien Life is written and produced for broadcast at Studio 254 in the Northern Rocky Mountains. The music you are hearing is produced and created by Elion. You can find all Elion's work online at Heart Dance Records. Heartdance Records.